The liberal media is doing everything they can to silence conservative voices like Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. They have even had episodes of this program delayed or even deleted in their attempts to silence our First Amendment freedom of speech rights. This episode was delayed and is now being reloaded for your listening pleasure. We apologize for the delay in publication, however it was beyond our control. This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is Friday, the September 22nd edition of the Truth Hurts Program, and I am Steve Z. Joe Biden just can't stop effing up. I don't know how else to say it, my friends. Joe Biden praised the Black Caucus while he was at a meeting with the Hispanic Caucus, and the internet is trying to give him a pass. In the latest edition of Joe Biden Can't Remember Who He Is, Where He Is, What He Is, President Joe Biden slipped up admiring the Congressional Black Caucus while he was speaking to members of the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. I guess he really does think all black and brown people look alike. Yesterday, at the same time I was recording the Thursday, September 21st edition of the Truth Hurts program, the 80-year-old Joe Biden was wheeled out to a gathering of the Congressional Hispanic Caucus Institute's 46th annual gala in Washington, D.C. He looked around. He saw lots of Hispanics, Latinos, Latinas, Mexican-Americans, Guatemalan-Americans, Honduran-Americans, Spanish-Americans. And what did he say? Well, I'll let him say it for himself. That's the word my dad taught me. And I mean this sincerely. My dad used to say, everyone, everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. The Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. Just think of the work we've done together on civil rights, labor rights, health care, education. Wait, what did you say, Joe? That's the word my dad taught me. And I mean this sincerely. My dad used to say, everyone, Everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. The Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. Just think of the work we've done together on civil rights, labor rights, health care, education. Sometimes you just got to hear him screw up twice. Congressional Black Caucus. He wasn't even speaking to black people. Before the slip-up, Biden was heard celebrating the award recipient, the executive director of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, Sister Norma Pimental. He said, I know Sister Norma lives the lessons nuns taught me growing up, lessons based on the gospel of Matthew, feed the hungry, care for the sick, welcome strangers. They echo what my dad taught me, and I mean this sincerely. My dad used to say everyone, everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. And instead of addressing the people he was speaking to, the Hispanic gathering, The president looked them in the eye and said, the Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. It was only a week ago on September 14th during his speech at Prince George's Community College in Maryland, Biden in another famous blunder insinuated that African-American and Hispanic workers do not usually have high school diplomas. In other words, he called black and Hispanic people uneducated, ignorant, and not in possession of high school diplomas. Oh, oh, wait, what? You don't believe me? We not only recovered all the jobs we lost during the pandemic, we've added millions more. That's a lie. 
That's an outright lie, Joe Biden. Lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, workers without high school diplomas, the lowest unemployment rate in 70 years for women now. Yep, those African-Americans, those Hispanics, and those dumb veterans, those dumb people who are stupid, too stupid to go to college, so they went in the military and became veterans. Joe Biden hates black people. He hates Hispanics. He hates veterans. He hates members of our military. They're not elite enough for him. They're not blonde-haired, blue-eyed people who get summer jobs as a lifeguard at the swimming pool and have little black kids rub the blonde, 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 blonde hair on his legs. That was the speech where Biden discussed, he's saying, we've seen record lows in unemployment, which is a lie. They're not record lows. Joe Biden is the fool. And the game plan, according to some on social media, is he does so so we make all of our focus on him being stupid and making fun of him. The man is a serial liar. He is a compulsive, mentally deranged individual with Alzheimer's now. He also sits there and lies because he wouldn't know the truth if it walked up and spat upon him. Sorry, guys. It's, uh, it's Friday. According to The Hill, Rafael Bernal says Biden makes a major strategic shift at the border. Now, before I go into this, I want to let you know that this border crisis is Joe Biden's doing. It is Joe Biden's fault. It is Joe Biden's problem. But unfortunately, it's also your problem and my problem. The Biden administration rolled out a shift in border policy on Wednesday of this week, simply waving a pen and allowing 400,000, almost half a million, illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing, invading Venezuelans to have work permits. This move responds to pressure from Democrats and illegal immigrant advocates and changes the dynamics on the migrant trail because now, People coming in from Venezuela think they get a free pass. Well, Mr. Biden, he's given to Venezuelans all the free work permits. So now we can come into the United States and make us a job. Maybe we can get a job. By making all Venezuelans who arrived before July 31st automatically with the wave of a hand eligible to work and live in our country unfettered, the Biden administration is now just stroking favors to people. 400,000 at a time, still refusing to shut the border down, still allowing millions. I'm not exaggerating, or as Joe Biden would say, it's not hyperbole, it's fact. He's allowing literally millions of foreign immigrants to invade our nation illegally, unlawfully, criminally. Speaking of criminally, many, many of them are criminals escaping prosecution in their own countries by coming here where you think they'll become model citizens learn to speak our language get great jobs and produce something productive for our economy hell no criminals are criminals and fleeing criminals people seeking to escape their prosecution in their homeland are simply going to commit crimes here because criminals commit crimes Geez, I sound like a Camel Toe Harris speech. The criminals are criminals because criminals 
commit criminal acts and that makes them criminals and then they commit crimes and that's why we call them criminals so they can be criminal criminals <sighs> I just read an article written by the net worth of publication climate scientists startling confession exaggerated role of man-caused global warming in the California wildfires just so that individual could get published. A climate scientist has confessed to overstating the role of global warming in the California wildfires to align with the pre-approved narratives in prominent science journals. In a revelation that doesn't surprise me at all, but supposedly has stunned the scientific community, a leading climate scientist, Dr. Patrick T. Brown, has admitted to re misrepresenting his research on the California wildfires, choosing to emphasize solely the climate change narrative and sidelining all of the other significant factors in a bid to secure a spot in scientific publications, prominent scientific publications. His central argument is that an obvious bias exists in publishing scientific journals, favoring research that exaggerates certain narratives around climate change while ignoring nuanced examinations that incorporate other factors. Nature, one of the premier scientific journals, has featured Mr. Brown's research paper, and it was called Climate Warming Increases Extreme Daily Wildfire Growth Risk in California. This now, in my opinion, discredited science paper focused solely on climate change, despite Dr. Brown being aware of many other factors that contributed to those wildfires. Commenting on his decision to bypass a comprehensive approach, Dr. Brown, a noted lecturer at Johns Hopkins University, remarked in the free press, quote, I knew not to try to quantify key aspects other than climate change in my research because it would dilute the story that prestigious journals like Nature and its rival Science want to tell. Brown attacked the current landscape of so-called climate science, highlighting its shift from the goal of comprehensive knowledge to the present state, where the alarm bells sound on climate change as being the root cause of all of mankind's evils instead of incorporating and including the varied nature of natural disaster. A case in point, Dr. Brown cited recent catastrophic so-called wildfires in Hawaii, which led to the loss of at least 115 lives. Here again, an overarching emphasis was on global warming, yet the research he'd found suggested 80% of the wildfires originated from stupid humans doing stupid things like tossing lit cigarettes onto dry roadsides and letting deliberately set bonfires get out of control. Those things have nothing to do with global warming. Drawing a stark picture of the current state of affairs, Dr. Brown said, to put it bluntly, climate science has been less about understanding the complexities of the world and more about serving as a kind of Cassandra urgently warning the public about the dangers of climate change. Sounds like Chicken Little once again. 
The sky is falling. The sky is falling, and it's because of global warming. Moving on. The quota hire, the woman who was hired to be the spokesperson for the White House for one reason and one reason only, to check off Joe Biden's wish list of diversity, equity, and inclusiveness. A woman who was hired because she was A, female, B, black, C, lesbian, the French dip, Karine Jean-Pierre, the woman that a Nashville talk show host and radio station owner calls buckwheat. Karine Jean-Pierre insisted on Thursday that the president is doing everything he can to combat the surge of migrants at the southern border. And then she had the audacity to say the Republicans are to blame and that the Republicans are not doing enough. She said, we have taken steps without the help of Republican in Congress to do everything we can to deal with this issue. And let's not forget what the Republicans propose. They continue a resolution led to 800 custom and voter protection agents and officers being fired. That is why they proposed just a day ago. And that's what they say that they will do to the voter. It will hurt and harm and not deal with the issue. So they're doing the opposite of what the president is trying to do, which is actually move forward in a way that is humane, safe, and has an orderly enforcement pathway process here. The bottom line is President Biden is doing absolutely nothing positive at our border. He stopped the building of a wall that would have forced illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing invaders to go through 12 ports of entry where they would be screened vetted, medically checked, have their backgrounds checked, and then have someone assign them an asylum hearing. They wait at the other side of the border for those hearings to take place, known as the Remain in Mexico policy, until their adjudication occurs. If they are legitimate asylum seekers, they have a true asylum request, and they're not criminals, and they have something to contribute to our nation, then we let them in through one of those 12 lawful entry points. Everyone else is stopped, stymied, blockaded by the big beautiful wall that Joe Biden shut down on day one in office. Make no bones about it, my Truth Hurts program listeners. This woman, this clown, this woman in makeup and colorful clothes pretending to be intelligent, is lying for President Biden once again. When asked about the shocking report that 10,000 migrants crossed the border on Wednesday alone, French Dip changed the subject and refused to answer to we the people. Peter Ducey of Fox News said, so what do you call it here at the White House when 10,000 people illegally crossed the border in a single day? Jean-Pierre's comments were basically nothing. Here's how she answered. So what do you call it, Peter, when a GOP put forth a, wait, no, 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 you can't, talking over Peter Ducey as he attempted to redirect the question. You're answering my question with a question, Peter Ducey said. Okay, we gonna move on, Jean-Pierre said, shutting him down. This is how they treat us. This is how they treat legitimate questions about Biden's obvious failure. 
Former Arkansas Republican Governor Mike Huckabee said in a mocking tweet, Finally, KJP is correct. Biden has taken historic action. He screwed up the entire immigration process by ignoring the law and common sense and single-handedly made a complete mess of our borders. And don't forget, border czar Kamala Harris and her historic action of inaction. My friends, it will not change as long as these clowns remain in office. Now you guys think I'm picking on Joe Biden. I'm really not. The man needs to step back, retire, and just simply go away. They have him there as a puppet. This is Joe Biden doing something really strange, repeating the same story word for word for word, minutes apart, raising, of course, fresh questions about his lack of fitness for office. Biden was speaking in a campaign reception in Manhattan on Wednesday. He repeated statements about the Charlottesville riots of 2017 and his decision to run for president back in 2020. In a personal embarrassment for the president as well as everyone in the United States of America, while reading a prepared statement, Biden began to repeat himself again and again and again. He was quoted as saying, together with 29 other partners, 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 they're partners. What is wrong with this guy? He's now been reduced to simply repeating himself, unable to even read from his own notes. You might recall way back when Ronald Reagan was in his second term, they claimed he had cognitive decline. Well, that makes Ronald Reagan look like a Rhodes Scholar the way Joe Biden did this disastrous repeat of words over and over and over. No nation can be truly secure in the world if in fact we don't stand up and defend the freedom of Ukraine from the face of this Russian brutality and aggression. That's why we brought together a coalition of more than 50 countries, more than 50 countries, to help Ukraine defend itself. And, uh, it's critical. And that's why, together with our partners in Ukraine, we have provided humanitarian aid as well as tens of millions of people with food, clean water, and so much more. And that's why, that's why we've begun the process of formalizing our long-term commitment to Ukraine security alongside the G7 and with other partners. And that's why we supported just and lasting peace, one that respects Ukrainian sovereignty and its territorial integrity. Mr. President, the brave people of Ukraine, and that's not hyperbole, the people of Ukraine have shown enormous bravery, enormous bravery, have inspired the world, literally inspired the world with their determination to defend these principles. And together with our partners and allies, the American people are determined to see to it that you do all we can to ensure the world stands with you. And that is our overwhelming objective right now. Okay, well, not exactly the piece I wanted to play because the piece of him repeating himself, partners, 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 has now managed to disappear from the, oh, you've got it, you found it? Okay, well, let's take a listen to this clip then. And together with 29 other partners, 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 and their partners were committed to help Ukraine build a force capable of ensuring Ukraine's long-term security. Now, sitting next to him, it looks like Antony Blinken, who's got this look of concern on his face. If you can see the video, look it up at RNC Research on X, formerly known as Twitter, at RNC Research. The look that the President of the United States is getting from Antony Blinken, our Secretary of State, and three, it looks like one, two, three, four other people 
uh, it's like, holy crap, is he really doing this? Is he really losing it? Oh my God, it's happening right here. It's embarrassing, my friends. Our next headline, Biden accuses the Republicans of undermining the immigration system. He says they spent four years gutting the system. Are you kidding me? He's highlighting that he has allocated a billion dollars to states and cities experiencing an influx of migrants. But the clown in chief says, MAGA Republicans in Congress, my president spent four years gutting immigration system. They continue under minor border security today, blocking bipartisan reform. No, they're blocking tax and tax and tax and tax and spend programs. Mr. Biden, we are $33 trillion in debt. We owe more money right now than we can ever pay back. You guys just keep opening new credit cards, writing blank checks that have nothing to back them up. But you don't care because you're old and you're about to die of old age. And you do not care because you've secured enough money for your crime syndicate family to live like emperors for the remainder of their lives, their children's lives, and their children's lives into the future. You don't care about me. You don't care about the average American, the below average American, or even the above average American. You are a greedy opportunist. You deserve to be behind bars. You deserve to be in prison for your criminal activities. But I digress. Joe Biden has raised concerns about his mental health yet again. Taylor Norton writes in OK Magazine, while Wednesday, September 20th, speaking at a campaign reception hosted by a billionaire real estate heiress, the president recalled a story regarding a so-called riot in Charlottesville, Virginia, way, way back in 2017. He says, you remember those folks walking out fields, literally carried torches with Nazi swastikas holding forward, singing the same vicious anti-Semitic bile, the same exact bile, bile that was sung in Germany in early 1930s. A young woman was killed. A young woman was killed. Well, we all remember. It was despicable, it was disgusting, but it wasn't something Donald Trump organized, supported. But here's what the president said. The former president, former guy, was asked, what do you think would happen? And he said, I thought there were some very fine people on both sides, and I mean this sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, that's when I decided I was going to run again. And then 20 minutes later, Mr. Biden said, Almost word for word. Quote, You know, you may remember that. You know, those folks from Charlottesville, they came out of the fields carrying swastikas. I remember carrying torches in the coup, uh, accompanied by the Ku Klux Klux Klan. And they, in addition to that, they, they were white supremacists. Anyway, they were making a big case about how terrible this was. A young woman was killed in the process. A young woman was killed. And my predecessor was asked what he thought. He said, there are some very fine people on both sides. And so I couldn't quite frankly remain silent any longer, so I decided that's when I would run. It became, I ran because I thought everything this country stood for was up for grabs for the first time in my career. Well, there he goes, repeating himself. An obvious sign of dementia. An obvious blatant sign of Alzheimer's. And of course, not the first time he slipped up. 
while giving a speech since he's taken office. Nobody listens to Joe Biden except those people who fawn over him, those diehard Democratic Party supporters, those twisted sick members of the progressive liberal woke mainstream leftist media. Andrew Rodriguez writes in America Insider, almost no major world leaders bothered to show up for Joe Biden's speech at the United Nations. It used to be that the commander-in-chief, the leader of the free world, as the president is often referred to as, no matter which president it is, the president of the United States carries a lot of weight with the United Nations, which is housed right here in the United States, in New York City. President Joe Biden delivered a speech, a rambling, boring, repetitive mumble fest at the United Nations General Assembly, but almost no major world leaders showed up. The assembly typically attracts the presidents and leaders from about 145 independent nations. Biden's presence was so shunned that it had a very limited attendance. The leaders of the UN Security Council member nations, France, China, Russia, UK, and the Prime Minister of India were absent. All of these people have a major stake on the world stage. India, Russia, China, the UK, France. My friends, these are the powers that be on planet Earth in 2023. And they did not bother to show up for the snooze fest and the lies and the manufactured fake stories of Joe Biden. They didn't even bother. Oh, Abe Lincoln was there though. Not that Abe Lincoln, Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State. He actually was meeting with China's vice president while Joe Biden was rendering his snooze fest speech. The UK prime minister, Rishi Sunak, the French president, Emmanuel Macron, claimed to have an excuse. But it's telling that they were absent. I wonder what excuse was more important than meeting with the UN General Assembly where the president of the United States was speaking. Wow. President Xi Jinping was not there. Prime Minister Modi of India, not there. No one from Russia. No one from France. No one from the UK. No one of importance bothered to show up to listen to Joe Biden. Quinnipiac University polling expert Tim Malloy says, clearly loyalty to the candidates for president is not written in stone. He thinks one-third of Trump voters might walk away from him, and he's pretty sure that half will run away from Biden. In a Quinnipiac poll, do you think Joe Biden is too old to effectively serve another four-year term as president? 68% said Joe Biden is too old to serve. 28%, the low-education voters out there, loyal to the Democratic Party, said he's not too old. They must see a whole different Joe Biden than we do. All they see is the bright, shining, flashing D for Democrat, for food stamps, for welfare, for this free handout and that free handout. When asked, do you think Donald Trump is too old to effectively serve another four-year term as president in that same identical poll, only one-third just shy of 34% said Donald Trump was too old, compared to two-thirds plus 
68% saying Joe Biden is too old. A whopping 63% said, no, Donald Trump is not too old to serve another term. He's vibrant. He's energetic. He is commanding. He is a powerful leader. Trump beat Biden in that same poll in doing a better job to respond to a national crisis. But despite this low popularity, Biden still is the leading Democratic candidate. We know he sucks, the Democrats say. We know he's too old. We know he's senile. We know he's got issues. We know it's his inflation. We know it's his looming recession. We know it's his high interest rates. We know it's his border crisis. We know it's his energy situation that he has created, shutting down domestic energy. We know it's his crime wave, but by golly, 73% of Democrats say they'll vote for him again. Many Americans have questions as to whether or not the oldest president in history is mentally up to the task, and he's in the middle of an impeachment inquiry. Let's see how he fares. I want to take the next few seconds to thank each and every one of my listeners personally for taking a few minutes out of each day to listen to me rant and rave and ramble and educate you, enlighten you, inform you about what is actually happening. I have the stones to tell the truth, tell it like it is, to expose those lies of the leftists, the Democratic Party double standard, and call out the mainstream slimeball media for their constant lies and support of this failing administration. If you like what you hear, I strongly request and humbly ask that you please tell a friend or a neighbor or a coworker or even someone you don't like about the Truth Hurts program. Let them learn why this is the program where we tell it like it is. I've run out of time for this edition. You have a wonderful weekend since it's Friday, and we will see you on the next edition of the Truth Hurts program. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded. <laughs>